Our scripture this morning comes from Matthew, the 28th chapter, verses 16 through 20. Let's stand as you are able for the reading of the gospel. When the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go, when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told the disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always even to the end of the age. You may be seated. Good morning. Y'all can do better than that. Good morning. All right, cool. Look, I am super excited to be with you guys today, and I... I get the, the privilege and the honor to be in front of you. I sit in the pews with you all. Uh, we're probably sneaking in in the back because we're like maybe one or two minutes late. But normally I'm just sitting in the pews, but this is a different scene for me. Uh, and I'm super excited to, to share with you guys. And I'm, I'm super excited to, to be in worship with you all. And before we get started, let's pray. Lord, we just pray to see you with new eyes and hear you with new ears. Lord, as we come together to worship you, may we be present in this moment. May we look towards you. Lord, will you guide us and, and teach us and, and send us. Lord, may we be the disciples that go and make more disciples. Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart Forever pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. And all God's children said, amen. Have you ever had a mentor? The answer is probably yes. And if you haven't, we're going to find you one. But have you ever had a mentor? You can probably think back and reflect on all the lessons they taught you. They probably sat down at the table with you, maybe at a coffee shop, maybe at their own dinner table, maybe in their office, don't know. But nine times out of 10, they sat and they, they walked with you and they talked with you and he taught you lessons and they gave you all the tools to success. And then sooner or later, the mentor was no longer the mentor, but now you are. It's probably how these disciples felt. These disciples were heading up to the mountain as they always did, and Jesus had some lesson for them. And they were probably going, man, Jesus is alive. This is great. This is a good time, guys. We get to see Jesus again. And Jesus goes, gather around, guys. And they go, Jesus, what else you got for you? What, what else you have for us? Because I have one last lesson. No, 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 no. You only, I have one last lesson. Jesus gathers them all around and tells them, now go. Go? Jesus, what do, you, what do you mean? 
what do you mean go? Do you mean that now that you're no longer going to be with us and now there's no, no, there's no more lessons, there's no more you breaking the bread and now we just keep getting bread and there's no more, you know, water and wine? Are there no more parties, Jesus? Are you saying that our life's going to be boring now since you're gone? What is happening? And they're probably frantic. They're probably going, how in the world am I going to do this without you? It's a, a very interesting time for me because college students are about to graduate. Those seniors have journeyed for their four or five, maybe longer, time in college. And they're going, all right, Albert, what do you have to give to us? I told them, go. I have nothing else to give you. You have everything you need. And these disciples were in the same position. Where Jesus could have given them this long, elaborate speech. He could have gone on for on and on for days and days. He said, go. He goes, over the three-ish years and time that we spent together, you have all this accumulative experience of life together. The time where we got together and we broke bread and, had, and, fed, and fed the 5,000. Or the time we journeyed across in the sea and we were in the boat and you thought we weren't going to make it and I was sleeping. I told you we'd be fine and I still got up and calmed down and calmed the waves. And now it's your turn. And now these disciples are, are sitting in this moment where they're now the disciple makers. For three years they walked with the disciple maker and now he's telling them to go do likewise. And for me, that's a strange feeling. For me, I remember what it was like to, to be the young mentee sitting there, hanging on to every single word that my mentor, mentors were able to give me. I was like, teach me more, teach me more, teach me more. And at a point they said, no, there's no more to teach you. There is no more for me to give you. Not that I don't want to give it to you, but it's now time for you to go do something. See, these disciples, they could have had Jesus, yes, but then Jesus knew, well, now the church won't be built. Now there won't be any ushering of the kingdom if we just all stay together. When they went to the mountain and they were in the, the transfiguration and it was Peter, James, and John, he goes, we have to go back down. There is still life to do. And in that moment, they were sitting on the mountain. I'm sure the three of them probably sat and thought about that and said, we've got work to do. And so do we. We may not be the 11, but God has gifted all of us with something to do. We've all had mentors, but now we're the mentors. Now we're the people going forth. Now we're the people teaching and training and equipping others. And sooner or later, we're going to have to send out our students. We're going to have to send out our mentees. And the strangest feeling about that all is going, what now? And Jesus goes, I know that you're doubting. I know that you're fearful. But remember that I will be with you always until the end of the age. See, our students, we got this awesome opportunity this past Wednesday night. We gathered together. We were like, high five, going to miss you. I almost cried. They were waiting for it. They had the cameras out. They were like, we're going to get them with the tear. And I said, 
seniors, here is your last hoorah. And we gave them a Bible. And they got a nice little picture, little art drawing of the, of the chapel and the Wesley building. And they're able to take that with them wherever they go. That they may not read that out of that Bible or that translation, but it's with them. And if they do, man, they will know that not only did they have the years of training and equipping, not only did they have this time to spend together doing life together, they can sit back and go, man, I remember that time we played Uno and we stayed up too long and I almost didn't make it to class the next day. Or the time I went on the mission trip and we stayed up too late and I was really tired the next day, but we still did work and it was great. And they're able to sit and reflect on those moments just as those disciples did. They're able to sit and go, man, remember those times we, we spent together? Yes, it's going to be weird. It is strange. Change is never fun, but it's necessary. Jesus didn't want them to just sit around together and go, well, he's gone. What now? So he charges them to go. Because God is a missional God for the Father sent the Son, and so the Son sends the Spirit and sends us out. And now it's our time. It's your time to do something. And know that God is going to be with you, alongside you, as you go through it. And so you may be saying, well, what, what do you mean? It's because we all have a calling. In this, it's called the Great Commission, and it's the co-mission. Jesus doesn't leave us to figure it out on our own, but instead walks alongside us Because we all have a calling, whether it's to be a teacher, doctor, lawyer, preacher. You've got something to do. And although it may be scary, it may be strange, but it's okay. Because he's called you and he's equipped you to go do those very things. And so for us as the church, we have to go make change in the world. Here at Pittman Park, I... It's been a blessing to be here and just be a a parishioner, be a a congregant, and just hear about all the mission opportunities for us to go out and do something in the world because we can't just keep it all to ourselves. See, the thing that Jesus knew about these disciples, he said, you can't just keep all these lessons to you. You can't keep all these parables to you. Now you have to go do something with them. And it's through that accumulated experience and accumulated time together that now you can go share that with others. And then they can go share that with others. And ultimately, that is how the church was born, and that is how the church is still going today. And so for you, church, what will you do? How will you do it? And who are you going to partner with? Because if it's the Great Commission, and we know that we're not alone in this, don't choose to be. There is somebody that needs you. That someone needs the Jesus in you. And ultimately, through that, we can make change not only here in the church, but also in the community and the world. And remember that Christ will be with you always. Let's pray. God, thank you for uh, just the, the lessons that you teach us, the people you surround us with. Lord, as you discipled and equipped and trained and commissioned 
the disciples to go, Lord, you also call us to do the same. May we be the salt and light that you have called us to be and truly be agents of change, whether it's just simple sitting at the table or being present or going out and doing mission trips and showing other people just how much you love them. I say this and pray this in your name. Amen.